Hi. Hello. I am just realizing that I don't have a pair of headphones. Is that something that's necessary? No, I uh, I do it just because I have to, for editing purposes, I have to, I need to be able to hear everything. Got it. <laughs> don't just don't make sure. Yeah, don't, was like, don't sweat it. Starting to log in, I was frantically look, looking around. I was like, where are my headphones? Because like this is my office right now. I don't know where anything is. <laughs> oh, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I'll be honest, uh, the state of mind is not so great either. So <laughs> you're, you're in good company, man. Um, so again, my apologies for sending the notes so late. I was up till ugh, the wee wee hours uh, yesterday. Uh, finishing, not a problem. Finishing editing. So uh, I appreciate your flexibility there. Um, <clears throat> you received the notes. Yes. I'm you have a chance to, to, did you have a chance to skim through them real quick? I did. Okay. Um, yeah, actually, I really I remember this episode. This was uh, one that I thought was really interesting. Like w- one of those I love episodes where the captain's put in an impossible position, and yes. whatever decision he makes is wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are always, uh, you know, those moral dilemmas are always fun to watch. Um, you know, those, and I'm a big fan of uh, bottle episodes as well. Mm-hmm. You know, where uh, one location. Usually one actor, maybe two, and that's it for the duration. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, so, um, so I do this with everybody. Uh, have you have you done a podcast before? Not at all. So I'm actually a little bit nervous. I have no idea what I'm about to be getting into. So it's not a problem. I, at I listened all. to a couple episodes, so I have an idea. But I'm also just like like. I don't know if I can talk that much about it, but then I also know that once I start talking about it, I don't shut up. So <laughs> no, Hey, honestly, that's great. Um, basically, uh, I mean, if you've heard an episode, you kind of know what the end product will be. Uh, I always describe the show to people as imagine if uh, two nerds met in a bar and what would they talk about? They'd probably find the one franchise that they uh, connect on, but they'd also talk about all the things surrounding that. So we've, we've, our starting point is always Star Trek, but we've discussed everything from grandmother's apple pie recipe to is sleep a form of time travel to what's your favorite Pixar movie? Like it's, <laughs> it's all over the place, but I'll, I'll, I'll steer us back to Star Trek and um, I may ask you you know well let's just let, let's run through let's run through the script one time just yeah. so you kind of know um uh, and clear up any potential um uh, questions you may have so anything that you see that says sfx that's mm-hmm. a sound effect okay you're not going to hear that that's going to be added in post um yeah. so it's just going to be you and me talking that's pretty much the only thing you'll hear okay. uh, but we'll get through the klingon word of the day uh i'll do my greeting and then the doorbell, and then your greeting, and uh, it's Captain Dan O'Connor. Yay! Yeah, I always do Muppet hands because I feel like everybody deserves to be introed by Kermit the Frog at least once. <laughs> um, do you mind? Do you mind the Captain Dan? I mean, I, it's your brand, so you can call me Captain Dan, just Dan, whatever, or Daniel. Uh, doesn't really matter. I just I'm not Danny. That's my partner's name. So <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. Um, so I, it'll probably just be Dan most of the time, or, you know, like I said, I, cause I do want to solidify in the listener's mind, your brand, which is captain Dan. So, yeah. um, so we'll do that where appropriate and, you know, and we'll just play it by ear. 
So where it says chat, 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 that's basically us just having, you know, sort of a conversation. Uh, I'll throw you some softball questions of, uh, you know, earliest Star Trek memory, favorite show, favorite captain, favorite character, fa- you know, any and all, any of all of that stuff is, is, is game. So, you know, um, and, and then I'll kind of steer us towards enterprise and, you know, uh, you know, do you recall the first time you watched enterprise? What was, you know, your initial thoughts without getting, you know, into spoilers, what were your initial thoughts about this episode? Mm-hmm. Um, and then once we've kind of talked about sort of our cursory thoughts, I'll go, you know, let's get to this week's recap and then we'll, I'll blow through the recap. I'll just read it real quick. Mm-hmm. And then we, uh, and then we've got another chat, chat, chat here. And that's, uh, now we can discuss it in a little more detail. You know, we've given the spoiler warning, so we're free to discuss whatever. Mm. Um, then we get to the baseball card stats, uh, the who do we blame section. <laughs> and I'll go through those. Uh, these are pretty short compared to like the last two or three that I've done. Um, then we'll get to final thoughts. And is this essential viewing? Uh, the question, is this essential viewing? In fact, let me actually oh. put that. Right. Spoiler on my answer for that question, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> this <laughs> nice, is a nice. turning point for Captain Archer's character. So, <laughs> right, yeah. So, you know, basically that that is this uh, is this essential viewing. I think a lot of people like to look at that as a simple yes or no. But I mean, Trekkers all know like there is no question that's a simple yes or no. <laughs> um, it's so basically like in the frame of the overall narrative is it um or is there an element of like if you're following the journey of jonathan archer is this one yet you can't miss so and we can and we can discuss back and forth that and then i'll get into uh oh so after that is final thoughts basically um your final thoughts about the episode final thoughts about the series as a whole final thoughts about the franchise as a whole uh, final thoughts about your experience on the podcast, your very first podcast. <laughs> I, I, I'm incredibly honored. So thank you. <laughs> um, and I'm then so new to all of this, I kind of just started all of this about, I've always been super into Star Trek, but just started dipping my toe into trying to be a member of the community only about a year ago. So man, that's awesome. And we'll get into all that, but that is really cool. I like the idea of it's a community but at the same time, if you just want, if you want to be part of the community, all you have to do is say, I'm part of the community. <laughs> it seems to be very open and very welcoming of like one of us. Okay. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> um, anyway, so we'll cover final thoughts. I'll do uh, the preview for next week. And, uh, and then after, after the next week preview is your time to plug, promote, um, the store, your products. Uh, I always say, Hey, anything and everything, as long as it's not a hate group. So, (laughs) and if you, if you run out of things to say, but you're passionate about a charity or something like that, throw that in there too. Any, anything that you want to bring attention to uh, in terms of a a business or a a project that you're on or a charity or, you know, something that you just want to give some attention to, I'm all for it. Um, the only thing I ask is that um, if you have a specific um, place that you'd like people to reach you directly or, you know, reach the business directly, save that for last. <coughs> oh, 
excuse me, save that for last because you're, you'll do yours and then I'll do mine. And that's the end of the show. So, um, are there any, uh, some, a, a couple more things, uh, I like to ask folks before we get rolling, just cause I want to make sure you have the best experience, um, on the show. Um, how are we for time? Do you have a hard out at, you know, Nope. <laughs> I'm on summer break. So, Oh, great. Going. Actually, uh, perfect timing that we did the May instead of the June option. Cause my summer classes start June 3rd. Oh so, yeah. Well, yeah. As that, of right now I've got nothing but time. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great to hear. Um, are there any, uh, no fly zones? Are there any, is there anything that you don't want, that you don't want to discuss on the show? If, if it's like, Hey, don't ask about my parents or whatever, that's uh, fine. But I'd, I'd rather ask now. So I know, you know, typically is there... I am an open book on just about everything in person. I have no red lines for topics of discussion. Okay. Um, on my online persona I'm building, I do my best to avoid political discussion as much as I can, Sounds just great. because I don't want to draw any lines uh, with people that might follow me. They're like, well, I'm not going to follow him now because he believes this. It's so dividing these days. Yeah. Not to mention, I make enemies on both sides because I identify as a true centrist, so which means both sides hate me. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that term that you used, I, I'm not familiar with it. The true, what, what is it? A true centrist. Uh, centrist? Right, yep, right in the middle. So, oh, I don't lean either way. It's like, i not fully independent, not, but it was just like, I don't like any of them. <laughs> and you know what? That's fair. I, uh, yeah, we, I think, I think the most we've discussed politics at all is just kind of like, well, so-and-so is an idiot, right? <laughs> that, that's about it. <laughs> and honestly, yeah. that just, that's more indicative of my level of knowledge regarding the subject. So I'm just like, uh, it is yeah, a subject yeah, I like so discuss. Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> It is a subject I do like discuss, but I to discuss, but I, I try not to talk about it in my online personas just because I don't want to alienate anyone who might be interested in following my content. Yeah. And especially, I mean, you're out there trying to sell stuff like <laughs> it's a business you want to, you know, uh, you want to be able to uh, protect your uh, protect your venture there. Um, so if we do get to something that. Um, that you're not comfortable with or anything along those lines, you can give me a, you know, just uh, let's move or, or even just say, actually, let's move on. And mm -hmm. I can edit that out and, you know, and it'll be nice and smooth. So um, speaking of uh, uh, signals, if you need bathroom break, water break, uh, you know, emergency phone call, something like that, you can just give me a, give me a timeout and, you know, and I can edit around that as well. Um, cursing uh i don't i'm a stand-up comedian so i don't have a problem with cursing however i want the show to be as accessible for folks as possible so if it slips don't worry about it um but just don't let it be every other word out of your mouth <laughs> i've had i've had folks do that before and i'm i have to go hey i have to edit this thing so stop making more work for me <laughs> you're making it hard 
No, exactly. I, I try my best. To, I I was in the military, so I do got a bit of a sailor's mouth. But hey. when I'm in situations that call for it, I, I do my best to rein it in. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, yeah. So uh, I use the red alert siren to <laughs> curse words, mostly because I think that's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So any other questions or anything before we get started? Uh, none that come to mind if okay. i if i think of one i'll let you know <laughs> yeah and, and you know again just give me a timeout. say hey i don't really know the whatever and, was, mm-hmm. and we'll address it and then we'll we'll go back into it and we'll move on it's not a big deal all righty <clears throat> think before i do my radio announcer voice <laughs> all right <clears throat> let's rock incoming transmission the klingon word of the day is but these are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. So, this is a huge victory for the good guys. Scotty, beam me up. Resistance is futile. They're long and prosperous. Welcome to the Computer Resume Podcast, the show covering the entire Star Trek franchise in chronological order for fans new and old. I'm your host, writer-comedian, Mr. Todd A. Davis. Well, folks, today's guest has really taken me a long time to pin down. (laughs) Coming to us from O-H-I-O, it's Captain Dan O'Connor, yeah! Captain Dan. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good, good. Uh, so I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit and let folks know that this is your first podcast recording. Are you uh, any sort of apprehensions? Is there a thought of like, oh, what have I gotten myself into? This guy is crazy. <laughs> oh, I'm a little nervous. Uh, just starting out into the uh, becoming part of the community with uh, Star Trek. I've been into it ever since I was a kid. And I have a little bit of apprehension being on the uh, podcast for the first time because, you know, just a little bit of nervousness thinking I'm going to out myself as someone who actually doesn't know anything about Star Trek, even though uh, it's something I can't stop talking about. <laughs> dude, I got to tell you, like every time I get on an episode with somebody and it, if they bust out the smallest bit of Star Trek knowledge, I feel like an absolute dumb dumb. I'm just like, <laughs> all right, where's my cone shaped hat? Let me sit on this stool. Um, no, you're you're in good hands, man. We talked a little bit before we got rolling that the Star Trek community, uh, much like a lot of fan communities, actually very open, very uh, warm, welcoming um, for the most part. I mean, you know, there's a couple of there's a couple <laughs> of corners that aren't so friendly, oh, but have them. But I would say in general, it's a very welcoming place. Yeah, yeah. And so, look, man, the, the, my requirements for being on this show is that you kind of like star trek so <laughs> you are you're in you're in good hands we're gonna have a good time i uh i've been excited to uh meet you and talk with you because i think you were one of the first folks i found and started following like as i was setting things up uh oh gosh like 
year and a half ago. <laughs> it just dawned on me. We've been doing this show for a minute. Um, I kind of remember when you started following me, I think um, I was still, well, I'm still pretty small, but I was a half the size I was now. Oh. Uh, back then I, I was still very up on checking out every single person that followed me on my Instagram. And I remember checking out thought er, uh a page that he had just set up was pretty cool. And he only had about, I think, 30 or 40 followers at that point. Oh, so wow. I, it's, been, it's been interesting uh, uh, watching the progress of how, honestly, both of our little endeavors have been going. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's so fun because, I mean, and the saying is absolutely true. You know, time flies when you're having fun or when you keep yourself busy. I know th- I know this show keeps me incredibly busy, but you've got a great venture. And I wanted to ask you just a little bit about it. We'll we'll plug it at length uh, here at the end. But I, I did want to ask, like, why pins? You, you make you make us. Let me let me back up a little bit. You make Star Trek lapel pins. Mm hmm. And uh, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to oversip. I mean, is it, is that, is that accurate or am I at least in the ballpark or is it more detailed than that? Yeah, they are lapel pins. Uh, My character pins are hard enamel pins and my starship pins are sculpted metal pins. Oh, and they're, they look amazing. Now, do you, do you, are are you the designer, you the sculptor or like, how, how does that work? I design them so I take some reference art of who I want to draw or what I want to draw and I sketch it all out all the different possible angles you can view it from and I send it off to a company that I work with who then creates them for me. Oh man that's great that's great um I imagine they're if they're not independent they're probably geared towards the independent artist right? Yes uh I think they're relatively small company I found them actually uh, through my partner, so who also makes pins, but he does uh, fantasy pins. Oh, okay, so cool. When uh, I've wanted to start a small business my whole life, and everyone's always telling was always telling me you never stop talking about Star Trek. You should do something with that. And I was like, oh well, this looks like interesting, a relatively ro- low risk venture to start for my first business and i'm super into star trek and these pins are cool so i put them together and i came up with captain dan pins <laughs> that's awesome now that's you mentioned something the uh and of course i referred to you as of course captain dan that's how i know you um but where does where does the captain dan where did that come from what made you think oh you know what i'm gonna put captain in front of my name why not is it strictly the star trek thing or is there a story behind that uh Strictly Star Trek, I would say. Uh, I was in the military for a time, but I was enlisted, so I never did become an officer. Uh Um, Well, thank you for for your service. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for your support. That's what I was told that we're supposed to say now. (laughs) Uh, uh, However, if I ever did become an officer, I probably wouldn't have made it to captain because I would have been required to stay at lieutenant so I could forever be lieutenant Dan. (laughs) (laughs) That is commitment to the bit, sir. That is, I I am, my hat's off to you. That is wonderful. As a, uh, as a movie nerd as well. That's great. (laughs) Um, So what were, do you have an earliest Star Trek memory or do you remember being introduced to Star Trek? And, you know, is there a story behind that? My earliest memories were watching uh, the original series on public access TV with my dad when I was 
little kid. It was what we would do on the weekends. Yeah. And I was always really into it as a kid. But when I became an adult and I moved out and I uh, got uh, my first streaming service, because this was back when Star Trek was still on Netflix. Mm -hmm. um, I was stationed in Japan. I was feeling a, a little bit homesick. So I just I went on Netflix and I started watching the original series. I watched it again. First episode to last. And when I was finished, I was just I, I uh, clicked out of it. I noticed that there was more star trek series that came out i didn't know about them really so, no and so i just started watching them um i didn't know where to start so i just looked up when they were released so i was like okay so tng's next next generation i started watching that and i just was enamored with it i was just like this is so cool this world that they're building and then i was like that was awesome then my next one was voyager and which to this day is my favorite series. It's going to be very hard to top Voyager, but nice. yeah, just remember watching and thinking they were doing something really cool where I had never seen this before, where series were starting to overlap with each other and they were sharing canon from other series and just building this entire universe of what the 24th, uh, 23rd and 24th century is going to look like. Exactly. And yeah. I, I just, I just, I fell in love with it and now I can't stop talking about it. <laughs> no, that's so great. And to be honest, that's such a pure way to experience Trek for the first time. You know, you have that fond memory of TOS specifically, and then discover the new, the next one and then the next one and then the next one. Like it's, it's so great. Obsession. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, well, you know, and I've talked with a lot of folks who, you know, my introduction was TNG, which I, I consider myself a child of TNG. But, uh, you know, you get folks who are just like, the first thing I ever watched was Deep Space Nine or the first thing I ever watched was Voyager. I was like, wow, that's an interesting place to start. Or the Kelvin timeline. Uh, we get a lot of folks who are just like, oh, I saw that J.J. Abrams movie back in 2009 and I was hooked. OK, yeah, you can start there, too. I actually like the J.J. movies. So. <laughs> hey, you know what? They're not bad. Like it's. It's Star Trek, so it's fun either way. Nobody sets out to make anything that isn't good. And to be honest, J.J. Abrams is a pretty accomplished director, so he's not a dummy. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> they're definitely not like they're not what I would call like at their core a Star Trek movie. It's like Star Trek, but if it was action. <laughs> okay, that's but fair. That's I, fair. I really like it. And the fact that it was an alternate alternate universe too, which I always love exploring alternate universes. Yes. Mirror universe episodes and seasons are one of my are some of my favorite. Yeah. Uh, and, and then of all of them, though, I actually really like the second one, even though according to even people who like the J.J. Abrams movies, Into Darkness apparently is the worst one. I think it's the best one. Really? <laughs> I, OK, you know, normally I wouldn't, you know, dive into a different thing than we're than we're talking about than we're here to talk about. But I got to know, like, take me through, like, what what is it? What is it about Into Darkness as opposed to 2009 or beyond what what sets that apart as being better than the other two well for one has been in a cumberbatch in it one of the best actors ever <laughs> yeah you're not wrong <laughs> he's awesome i actually preferred his portrayal of khan over the original series khan i thought he was a lot more insidious a lot more menacing looking while the con that they showed us in TOS, he was supposed to be this super evolved, better than everybody human. And he's 
looks like a caveman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the design, uh, you know, back then, uh, mid 60s was uh, doesn't necessarily age well. Uh, but yeah, you know, when uh, when Khan talks about uh, walking over the cold corpses, you know, uh, mm. man, that's, woo. <laughs> that's, that's it's, it's really good. Fall. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. whatever character he plays. <laughs> um, but you know, a far departure from TOS and from the Kelvin universe, even though it's at the end of the T- TNG era, is Enterprise. So, mm-hmm. do you have an earliest memory of watching Enterprise? Because I, you know, here as we go along, I'm I'm starting to get a bunch of different variations on like how folks were introduced to enterprise and what it means to them. And especially now with the show being 20 years old, it watches very differently. What what was your first experience with enterprise? Oh, well, it was probably my same experience with all the others. Okay. (laughs) Except for TOS. So I started watching it and I got hooked and I have a bit of a problem with streaming. (laughs) So, Oh, okay. I, when I find a series, an entire season is up and it's all at my fingertips. I can't stop watching it. I don't care if I need to sleep. I have a 14 hour shift ahead of me the next day, slept two hours beforehand. I, I watched six episodes that night because yeah. <laughs> I'll watch it till I fall asleep because I can't stay awake anymore. Yes. But- and it's honestly I'm right there with you. <laughs> we, in fact, I was just talking with my wife and we were talking about, uh, We've got a couple things uh, to catch up on uh, Strange New Worlds and we're watching The Offer, which is about, I don't know if you've seen ads for that, but it's about the, uh, it's, about, it's the behind the scenes stuff of making The Godfather. And it's, oh. it's, it's awesome. It's real. Even if you're not a Godfather fan, like it's really good. Um, Halo. Oh, I've been watching Halo. Yeah. I'm sorry. Say it again. Oh, I, I love the behind the scene uh, shows where they're like, this is how we did it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a it's a drama. It's a drama. I mean, so it's the story of the producers and oh, and, and okay. director. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, oh man, okay. and they've got some really great actors just killing it in that show. It's really good. Um, but yeah, we're uh, I'm watching Halo. The wife has no interest in Halo, but uh, <laughs> we're also doing um, Obi Wan. Ah, I. I have I have yet to have yet to push play on Obi-Wan and uh it's uh yeah I've I've been looking forward to it but as I see things more I, it's I don't know Mandalorian did so well and uh Book of Boba Fett was great too I don't know if you've watched those are you are you a fan of that I haven't watched them just yet uh I do plan on watching them I'm also one of those rare people who also like Star Wars I can't like I'm not one that's either or I I do like Star Trek better uh i like if you have you ever seen the the college humor skit star wars versus star trek no i love their stuff though it's a it's a little animated skit and i think it really sums up perfectly the uh divide between star wars and star trek fans and i like the jokes on both sides oh you know what (laughs) now that i think about it i thought it was a live action thing but i if if it's the animated one that i'm thinking of yeah i have seen that it's hilarious like all this light side dark side nonsense star wars is philosophy for children (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah no they come up with some great stuff but yeah in in terms of enterprise what uh what were your initial thoughts about watching this episode because this one's kind of unique 
in that uh, it it's an unofficial two-parter with last week's episode, uh, Zadi, Zadi Prime. And um, I, I'm just curious as to, you know, what were your initial thoughts, you know, dropping in right here at, so late in season three? Oh, I think this is a very important episode in Enterprise, which I also really like Enterprise. I, I know it gets a lot of hate. Uh, I agree that it it didn't get the ending it deserved. But right. Yeah. It, it had so much potential, but it got canned too early. But this particular episode, I think, is probably the best episode in season three. Because really? like without getting into spoilers, I love episodes where the captain gets put in an impossible position where yes. whatever decision he makes is wrong. Uh-huh. And it's, it, you learn a lot about the captain's personality based on what decision he makes. Mm. And I yeah. think this is probably one of the most important episodes for Captain Archer's character building. Yeah. I, yeah. You're hitting the nail right on the head, man. It's absolutely, I uh, couldn't agree more. Uh, I, I love, we talked a little bit before we started rolling about, you know, I really enjoy the, the moral, the moral dilemmas, you know, trying to make the impossible decision. Like you just said, uh, I'm also a big fan of bottle episodes. And uh, while this is definitely not a bottle episode, we've Enterprise has some good ones, you know, Shuttle Pod One mm-hmm. and uh, Doctor's Orders. Uh, you know, both of those follow different characters. And usually with those bottle episodes is you really start to peel those characters open and really, you know, get down deep on a lot of them and uh, exactly. see what makes them tick. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a neat uh, story structure and I, I really enjoy it. But, uh, you know, before we get any further on this week's episode, let's get to this week's recap. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. On Star Trek Enterprise, only six episodes are left to the end of their mission or the end of Earth. Wednesday, the Enterprise is a shattered and burning wreck. No weapons, no power. And now for the bad news. Even though Enterprise is severely damaged, the Zindi unexpectedly break off the attack from last week. Reptilian Commander Nolam is mad, and the other Zindi begin to doubt that the Earth ship represents the same threat they previously imagined. The Primate Degra argues that the evidence of interference in Zindi culture provided earlier by Archer must be discussed first. Dolem reluctantly agrees, and the Aquatics send Archer back to Enterprise in an escape pod. Okay, I love you, bye-bye! He arrives to find the ship in disarray, with at least 14 crew members dead. The ship needs a replacement warp coil in order to travel at warp. Although adrift, Enterprise encounters an Illyrian spacecraft, damaged by the gravimetric energy generated by the Delphic Expanse. Archer attempts to trade with the captain, but he refuses to give up their sole warp coil. Meanwhile, the Zindi Council communicate with the Guardian, the prophetic time traveler, of the transdimensional sphere builder species. The Guardian admits to transporting the reptilians into the past, CR episode 56, and encouraging reptilians and insectoids to remain on the council. Upset, Degra insists on further examining Archer's evidence regarding the Guardian sphere builder connection. Meanwhile, Hoshi discovers a message from Degra hidden aboard the Zindi escape pod, asking Enterprise to rendezvous with him in a few days at a nearby location. Unable to travel at warp, Archer is forced to attack the Illyrian vessel and steal their coil, although this will leave them unable to reach home 
for three years. Archer's decision is met with an angry outburst from T'Pol, but Archer justifies his actions as a necessity of war, saving billions of lives while making the Illyrian's journey more perilous. The episode reveals T'Pol hid a three-month addiction to Trillium D, which she finally admits it to Doc Flox. Sucks! Unusually for a Vulcan, it has left her experiencing emotions. Despite further damage, the raid is successful, and Enterprise heads for the covert rendezvous. Great. So in looking at the show structure, um, and I've analyzed it with this uh, bit of TV production jargon, um, the A plot and the B plot. And I feel like the A plot is them dealing with the Zindi and Degra and all of that. And uh, because again, this is actually kind of a part two to last week. And I feel like, the A plot and B plot of this episode are severely out of balance because with what's happening in the B plot to Paul and her addiction, it's almost dismissed entirely. It's such, it's such a footnote. I mean, a really usually a plot and B plot B plot are pretty well balanced, but um, yeah, this seems to get a, you know, it's not that it's not that the Zindi war isn't important. It's, We've been watching this thing all season, and now here comes to Paul with a very uh, unique circumstance in that she's snorting this rock, uh, <laughs> and uh, and she's developed this addiction. What do you, which which plot do you think carries more weight in this episode? The A plot, you know, and all this Zindi stuff, or the B plot uh, to Paul and her addiction? Oh. Uh... See, that's a hard one. I think it depends on which character you're following throughout mm. the series. Mm-hmm. So if you're following just Captain Archer and the formation of how basically the point of the show, how the Federation came to be, uh, I would say the A plot is probably more important in mm. this episode. Mm-hmm. But if you're interested in the side characters, this really is a very good episode for T'Pol too. It's just I, I will agree it's weird uh, how they got smashed together. They feel like they should both be A-plots for yeah. what episode they're in and they're competing with each other. But uh, it was the early 2000s and this was the first time that they did serialized Star Trek. So uh, I, there was some figuring out to do as far as writing episodes because up until this point, Star Trek was very episodic. yeah. Yeah, with the exception of uh, parts of DS Nine, they had. What I like about DS Nine was that they they had a serialized background story with episodic individual stories. Yeah, the Deep Space Nine really seemed to uh, blend those two narrative structures very well because you know I look at things like comic books where. Oh, let's read Batman. Well, Batman's been running since the 30s. Like, is but it's <laughs> but it's not just like one big story, it's smaller stories. Yes, there is an overarching, you know, uh main plot. It's you know, mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne, his parents were murdered, and so he's you know out to protect the city. And mm-hmm. that's that's the story of it. But uh yeah, you know, being able to do two different story structures, you know, having individual plots within an overarching narrative uh is pretty impressive on deep space nine's part and i you know it makes me 
it makes me question like then why was then why did enterprise suffer from so many seeming script issues uh you know i mean were the other people not wanting to work again on star trek like or you know did they get other gigs i mean could you not find some writers to uh you know that had a more uh stylized um or i shouldn't say stylized but you know commitment to making this narrative progress the way it probably should have and again because you know start the enterprise started at a very particular place in history that means that you know if, if if it's going to be a true science fiction uh you know procedural then we're definitely going to discuss the top topics of the day mm. and uh if you are going to take that route you better get cracking you know uh, and i wonder why it took two seasons for them to you know get to some of that stuff maybe and again you know the show was probably in production long before we ever saw a frame on on the on tv but i think i you know there's not a lot of humor i kind of wish that they you know they're in hollywood Go over to the comedy store, poke your head in the door and go, hey, we need some writers for Star Trek. You will have more than you know what to do with. Um, I think that's where Enterprise's problems crop up. Overall, I thought it was a good series and it had great potential. And the the concept was amazing, if not poorly executed in some ways. Yeah. Because, again, it was there. I think this was... Star Trek's first crack at a truly serialized uh, t- uh, TV series mm. instead of the typical episodic nature of Star Trek. And maybe they just, I think part of the problem with the show is they probably hired wrong writers for the script. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it comes, comes down to. I mean, here we are 20 years at, you know, after the fact, there's not much we can do about it now, but uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there. Don't get me wrong. I, I, we've been going through this whole show, and I've been praising as much as I can uh, the writers, and you got some wonderful character actors who come in for bit parts. Um, your main cast, your main cast is not bad. Uh, you know, you've got you've got some star power with Bacula, and then you've got a lot of uh, just jobbers you know um just getting out there getting their feet wet or they're you know into their career or early on in their career and here they've they wore a starfleet uniform which means they never have to work again if they don't want to (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah you know I, i think enterprise like the other series it doesn't knock it out of the park from the fur from the word go like uh tng took a little time to find its feet uh ds9 voyager uh discovery new trek you know all the new trek shows had that issue too it takes a second to find your footing and then and then you can get going <laughs> yep, just like um uh as jonathan frakes likes to say it takes a while for a series to grow the beard <laughs> yeah oh man yeah what a <laughs> that's a great quote i like I that i forget his name i feel so bad now <laughs> no no man that's you know Listen, there's a reason I get my anniversaries tattooed on my arm. <laughs> Terrible memory. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and Jonathan Frakes, such a such a good actor, great director. Um, Every episode he directs on the new series, he's usually my favorite ones. Yeah, he really 
God, he really shows up. <laughs> when he shows up, he, he crushes it, man. And, um, he's in every series now except for uh, TOS only because he wasn't part of the uh, series at that point, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, he just finds a way to get himself into every series. <laughs> hey, why not? I won't not? be surprised if he finds a way on Discovery. <laughs> yeah. Has he done anything with... Uh, has he done anything with prodigy he hasn't he hasn't done anything on prodigy has he not yet okay (laughs) well yeah i should say not yet (laughs) but yeah his uh his the cartoon version of uh freaks is some of my favorites do you i I love on uh, lower decks my favorite episode so far is anyone that has uh Riker in it (laughs) oh yeah well i'm a big fan of uh they see the koala before before they ascend and uh you know boimler almost dies there in that one episode and come as soon as he wakes up he's like i saw a koala (laughs) is such a gem like the people they've got writing for those episodes are i i mention it a lot in the reviews that i do on my instagram two things i always mention about the writers one, they've got some real hardcore Star Trek nerds writing those scripts Definitely. because the, the amount of Easter eggs they hide in there, the amount of references, they're all gold. Some of them are super obscure. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, I feel like they've probably got a few veterans on the writing team also because the way they portray the lower decks, uh, the lower ranking people on a starship, it's just like, getting deja vu that's exactly what it was like as a lower ranking individual in the military it's like you have all these uh views you have all these things that just happen to you and you have to figure out what to do with it while everyone in the master sergeants and the captains and the colonels are just sitting up there in their ivory pedestal forgetting where they came from (laughs) yeah oh yeah gosh you're absolutely right what uh what branch were you? I, I heard you mention sailor. Were you Navy? Oh, no, I was in the Air Force. Oh, you were Air Force? Okay, okay. You know, okay. just uh, mentioned that I sometimes have a sailor's mouth that I try to con- <laughs> try to try to rein it in because I'm a civilian now, so oh, I yeah. can't be talking that way. <laughs> what was your uh, What was your service experience like? What did uh, How old? Do you mind me asking how, how old you are? I am 28, and I'll oh, be okay. 29 this year. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's... Um, you know, uh, 9-11 happened my senior year of high school. Um, I'm 38. And um, I think, well, I know a lot of guys I went to school with, their their college, their post-high school plans changed that day for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was wondering if you were in that group, but it seems like that was a little after, afterwards. <laughs> well, after I joined in... Uh... 2012 november of 2012 is when i shipped off to texas for training mm. uh and i will say though i was old enough to remember 9-11 and that was part of the reasons that made me want to join so i i didn't join the military on a whim i wanted to do it ever since i was like eight years old i didn't oh, wow. know when i wanted to do it or what branch i wanted to do i initially wanted to do marines but i change that because my uh parents wouldn't stop crying <laughs> oh, really essentially i i exaggerate i uh exaggerate a little <laughs> bit but they they weren't having it they were just like no you're gonna do the air force like, okay fine yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I was young 
young child who wanted to be challenged by everything. And I didn't want to do the Air Force because I felt they had the easiest basic training. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. I, uh, my dad was, uh, my dad was a Marine, uh, mm. uh, was a Marine in, uh, in Vietnam, actually. Uh, so when I expressed interest of like, Hey, I might, you know, I think I might go into, and it, it, he shut it down immediately. He was just like, if they want you, they'll come get you. Like, okay. All right, fine. <laughs> That's the attitude I've adopted after my experience with the military though. Yeah, yeah. Like not for my kids. It's yeah. I yeah. like to describe it as the most fun I never want to have again. <laughs> I was gonna say that you just described my police academy experience. <laughs> was, you uh, you did the police academy? Yeah, yeah. I was law enforcement for better part of a decade, and uh, you know now this I'm no longer in my twenties. I have nothing to prove. <laughs> I went yeah. back. To, I went back to school, and now I work at a law firm. I'm a paralegal. Yeah, same same here for most of my reasons. I like. I came out of basic training blue as blue could be with the bluest blood you could possibly have getting out of the air force. It's just like, I'm here serving my country. I joined for all the right reasons. And then you go to your first base and then you start to learn how disposable you are to your Mm -hmm. command and how little they care about you. And after six years of working in a job where you sign a contract that literally says, I will give you up to and including my life to complete my uh, duties and my mission and all that stuff. And then realize that you don't hold any value at all to the people who are sending you to your possible death. You don't want to keep doing it. (laughs) It really wears on your mental health. Like I was waking up every day angry like I woke up angry and I I knew that was not where I wanted to be so I decided to get out oh no yeah it's yeah it's tough you know especially you know in the wake of uh you know pandemic and all that where we're where we've seen the great you know the great uh the great layoff but also Mm -hmm. the great resignation of people just no I'm I'm not spending my life like this i'm not i'm not gonna do it anymore a lot of people are a lot of people are waking up to that and i think it's a great thing honestly like everyone's i i know the labor shortage feels bad right now and it sucks when you try to go to mcdonald's and the dining room's closed because there's no staffing or your store isn't as stocked as it usually is because there's no staffing and but in the long run i i think it's good because mm-hmm. people are finally standing up for themselves and what they're worth. And they're telling people that I'm not going to continue to work for less than what I'm worth. Yeah. And until you get that idea, we're not coming to work. <laughs> I think that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I recently spoke with Kevin C. Neese from the, uh, from the gospel according to Star Trek. And his, his opinion was very much that, um, you know, his, his work and his stance, uh, you know, it would be very easy to get really preachy mm-hmm. in that position. But his thing is that it's, it's humanity, like the human, the humanist side, you know, tr- you know, striving to be better than we think we can, or, you know, reaching for that next level or, you know, just, and in, in all aspects. And I thought it was interesting that, you know, because military service again is, as it appears to a civilian, <laughs> um, 
seems to be like you really have to have a, a passion, a calling, you know, the call of duty, as it were. You really got to get that to to sign up, it seems like. And it's interesting to me that, you know, something with such a personal connection like, you know, armed services, um, that the great resignation, the great the great resignation touches that too of people who are just who are just over it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's sad that, you know, my, like I said, my father's a veteran and I know with all of his health problems and all that stuff, um, he actually probably had a better deal than most of the folks he served with just Vietnam was so hard on people, um, in many different respects, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, all of those, uh, and it affected so many people. And, uh, you know, I think one of the things that a lot, sadly, uh, but sadly, but understandably, uh, one of the things people t- turn to, like to Paul does, addiction uh, or sell. It's not always addiction. It may become addiction, but sometimes it's self-medication uh, be- due to. I was, in the, I was in that spot in the military, too. Like, oh, yeah. I, I got addicted to cigarettes when I was in just because it needed anything to relieve the stress temporarily even if it was for only five minutes because you've got so much on your mind and you need to clear it for in whatever way possible and honestly my viewpoint now is just like if you end your watch alive you ended it better than any than a lot of people yeah it's like particularly today memorial day is a a tough day for me because i have a, a couple friends that i lost while i was in Mm. and i every time this uh day comes around it, it's difficult for me to remember them that just to think that they only made it to 19 years old before jeez they didn't come home anymore so it's it's hard man well again I myself is one of the lucky ones <laughs> yeah yeah you know again thank you and uh gosh i'm sorry i'm so sorry for your loss it it's 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 such a wild thing to think um again it's 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 apples and oranges it's worlds apart from uh the military but you know i told somebody hey did you hear you know ray liotta died and uh like really no like well how did how did he go you know it's that you know nowadays especially with entertainers you think addiction you know they found they found him with a needle hanging out of his arm or you know got plastered again wrapped his car around a tree whatever it is um and they're just like no in his sleep 67 it's like 67 (laughs) he was in great shape like oh you can just go you can just go at any time (laughs) have a have a bad night (laughs) yeah yeah oh man but yeah you know talking about addiction and we actually talked a lot about uh, the desperation of Archer throughout season three, you know, based on the events of the season two finale where the Zindi, you know, cut a new Grand Canyon in Florida. Yeah. Uh, you know, we see Archer become very desperate. And this is like the peak of his desperation. Yeah. In addition to, uh, you know, what it makes, you know, I guess what we're seeing, I guess what we're seeing in Archer is more desperation turning into you know taking those character flaws and just making them full cracks in his character or even a break you know him turning on these poor people who are just trying to get home and like give us your warp coil 
<laughs> or else <laughs> it's hard to hard to say but it's, it's hard to say what decision you would make in that situation but mm-hmm. honestly as bad as it sounds i feel like i probably would have made the same decision yeah it's yeah. like i would feel bad for the ship of people who are just trying to get home but you're extending their travel home but it's likely they'll probably make it home yeah uh, where if you don't get a warp coil your entire planet is in danger uh-huh. and i have a lot more of a connection with the people on that planet than i do with the people on that ship <laughs> yeah it's a tough call to make um both wrong you... decisions but <laughs> yeah both wrong both right it's you know the oh man you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't uh <laughs> favorite <you> episode <laughs> yeah exactly well uh you know looking at what archer has to do you would think that that would turn you would think that that would turn him to addiction. I mean, we're seeing his character flaws man- manifest themselves in other ways, mm. but it's so wild to think that I believe in order to inoculate herself so that uh, Enterprise can use the minerals in their uh, in their hull and their shields. Um, you know, this is this is so wild. Have you have you dealt? I mean, outside of. I, being addicted to cigarettes, um, you know, there's, first of all, there's tons of things you can be addicted to, yeah. but you know, how was it deal? How was it dealing with your own addiction? Oh, Cause I've, I, I, you know, I count myself extremely lucky that I don't think I have any uh, addiction demons hanging in my closet or anything like that. But um, you know, what was it like for you to deal with, to deal with that addiction? It's very difficult. And honestly, I should probably rewatch this episode since I've uh, worked on quitting. Because at the time I watched it, I wasn't addicted yet. Um, ah. <laughs> so maybe I would be able to sympathize more with Paul. Uh, but trying to quit something like cigarettes, well, it's it's very, very, very hard. It And it's annoying when you feel like you have so much autonomy over your life but then you've got this little thing in the back of your head that uh in reality he's the boss like he tells you what you're going to do and it gets to the point where your whole life revolves around satisfying that little voice who is in charge of you now because you if you try to quit you'll get angry you'll lose your temper, you get the shakes, you get sweaty, uh, you can't focus on your tax, uh, on your tax, oh geez, tasks, because <laughs> uh, all you can think about is when are you going to get your next smoke, when are you going to get your next little high so that you can get back to normal, satisfy the voice, leave, tell them to leave you alone for a little bit, mm. and it gets to the point where it just, you start sacrificing things that any normal person wouldn't sacrifice in order to get it you go into debt you uh smoke places that you shouldn't because Mm. you need to do it i got in a lot of trouble when i was in the military because there was a typhoon going on outside Mm -hmm. so we weren't allowed to go outside and it was lasting for like three days and i hadn't had a smoke and we weren't allowed to smoke inside so i went 
to the outside stairwell on the fourth floor of my building and I had a smoke and I got caught by one of my sergeants oh. and I got in a lot of trouble for it but it was like I it had been three days without satisfying the little addiction monster and I had to do something so I did something that I under normal circumstances never would have done mm. but and you go into debt over it just trying to set like I was up to two packs a day before I finally decided that I'm not going to be able to quit on my own. So I decided to take Chantix and mm. some, it worked, uh, but sometimes I wish I wouldn't have taken it because it came with some other lasting side effects that are hard to deal with, but. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Jeez Louise. I have, you know, aside from your own addiction, do you, do, have you ever had to deal with anybody? It, it, I, when I was working in uh, the County jail, I recall, going through intake one time and there was somebody who was detoxing and just sitting in a chair, just shaking. And I had grabbed a sergeant and was like, uh, and they're like, they're detoxing. And I was like, so that's good. But do we do anything else? <laughs> Not medical professionals. Do for someone that's in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. They exactly. Better write it out. <laughs> yeah. Have, did you have to deal with that? Uh, in anybody else, I, I, we don't have to go into specifics or anything, but have you ever dealt with any of anything like that prior to your addiction or after, I mean, once an, once an addict is always an addict, but like, you know, post quitting, I should say. Fortunately, no, I haven't had to deal with anybody, um, where I was going to be their person helping them through it. Mm. I don't know how good I would be at it myself. Um, if I ever do have someone in my life that needs, I of course will help them, but yes, uh, yes. fortunate enough. I haven't had to do that just yet. Um, I did have, and then I did have a little bit of a re relapse on my smoking during the pandemic, just because yeah. I thought I knew stress before Oh <laughs> yeah, in my house for a month. <laughs> right. Right. It's, uh, I don't know if you lost anybody. I lost, I lost a couple, couple friends. Um, to the pandemic oh well, i say to the pandemic yeah i guess it is to the pandemic it's uh one of my friends actually got it and it just it just took him and he was and there and that was that he was gone um another one is a friend of mine uh who she uh she took her own life um in quarantine she just couldn't handle it so she tapped out and um it was it was so wild i i I occasionally am reminded and, you know, I'll think about her for a second and it's just so weird, you know, uh, you know, it, there's no telling what anybody's breaking point is. And I think it's interesting to see, I think it's interesting to see to Paul forcing herself into that position. Whereas Archer is kind of put in that position where he has to, he essentially goes over to there, goes, goes over there and, gets the snot knocked out of him you know in an interrogation um but it's it's so wild to see the choices being made and you know archer's been one to not make so some good decisions here and there uh but it's interesting to see where you know the whole genocide the, argument <laughs> yeah yeah um and there's this uh there's this uh i lost my thought i had a thought no, that thought is gone from me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just seeing just seeing what he is uh, come through and 
the decision to okay here it's like when you know the punch is coming it's just like okay this is going to be what it's going to be let's just let's just get through it <laughs> um, i mean like in the end it's kind of what he asked for he wanted to be the captain yeah. of this first warp five starship so he had to know that he would run into stuff like this yeah and probably I not think, to this scale but <laughs> yeah yeah you're absolutely right well um let's uh you know this episode is really really pretty fantastic it's you know i i wish i'd watched them you know closer together with azadi prime to get the full effect of the two-part teleplay but um you know it really is great but you know as with everything somebody dropped the ball somewhere uh maybe maybe not but uh we uh well let's get to our section we have lovingly titled who do we blame Uh, This episode was written by Phyllis Strong, whose last work was season three, episode six, Exile, which is directed by Roxanne Dawson, a.k.a. Belana Torres. Uh, And then we've got, uh, we we actually discussed that episode with uh, podcaster Drew Burris back on episode 51. And then this episode is directed by James L. Conway, whose last work on the series was season two, episode 19, Judgment, which we discussed with attorney Alex Kornfeld back on episode 41. Uh, The guest stars we've got, you know, these are familiar faces. If you've been watching along with us or if you know season three, these folks are all throughout season three. Randy Oglesby as Degra, Scott McDonald as Commander Dolem, the unkillable Tucker Smallwood as the Zindi primate, Rick Worthy as Janar, but we've got Casey Biggs here as the Illyrian captain. Um, he started his career uh, in the late 1970s on a series called Flying High, and then he's got some some TV credits here that I'll just hit. Uh, we got the pilot episode of The Equalizer in 1985, and you know various episodes of Matlock, General Hospital, Jake and the Fat Man, Murder She Wrote. Uh, but he his first appearance in the franchise is actually Deep Space Nine, season four, episode 14, Return to Grace. That was his first of 23, I believe, 23 appearances in Deep Space Nine as Damar. Uh, but that first appearance from 1996 is uh, is a fun one. If you're a, if you're a fan of uh, Deep Space Nine, I'm sure that holds a special place in your heart. Uh, so, Dan, let me ask you, this is the important question. Well, first of all, let, before we get to our final question, let me ask you this very important question. Do you have faith of the heart? I do. And <laughs> unlike, unlike uh, so many people on in the Star Trek community, I like the Star Trek Enterprise intro song. <laughs> they yeah. are doing something different. I think it's a bop. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice yeah you know i've had so many discussions about the about faith of the heart that theme song and uh trying to see like because there's people that absolutely loathe its existence but then there's other people and i i think i'm slowly becoming one of them where it's like actually it's kind of an earworm it's it's pretty great i i really actually kind of enjoy it uh but you know i always i always have to specify like hey i like season one and two faith of the heart Season three and four with the added drum beat. I'm not. I'm not down for all that. Dr- for you kids and all that drum beats. 
I actually didn't know that there was a different version. Uh, by the oh, yeah. time I got the season three, I was at the point where it's like, okay, skip the intro. Let's get on with the show. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, uh, I'll have to look into that, see which one I like better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, this episode, uh, you know, we talked about its importance to uh, the characters, obviously, within it, but, you know, to the overall narrative. So, Dan, let me ask you the question we've been asking everybody uh, here more recently is, is this essential viewing? Is this essential for someone who's sitting down and working their way through the through the franchise in chronological order, just like we are here? Uh, is this one that they can't skip? No, they can't skip this one. This is a very important episode in Enterprise. It is a incredible turning point in Captain Archer's uh, character. And everything that happens to him beyond this point, I think, uh, can lend itself to what happens to him in this episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think this is definitely, you know, if you're invested in uh, in Enterprise into season three, like if the episodic thing is, you know, is what you're down for, you can pretty much just stick with season two. But if you're into season three, yeah, you can't skip this one, man. There, there's no way. This is so crucial to the plot. Not to mention, I think this is a big turning point for Archer. This is the goal. This is what he's been trying to reach this entire season. And it's held such a, such a personal, there's such a personal uh, level of commitment uh, in this mission for him you know his his best friend having lost a sister this is really important to archer um mentioned the uh, there's a almost palpable sense of loss for his character yeah because you can tell that once he makes that decision there's a version of himself that he thought he was that he had to kill to make that decision uh-huh. and that version doesn't exist anymore after this episode yeah yeah i was i was talking on a earlier episode it's interesting to see the decisions being made by archer here and what that has down the road for uh for other characters in the franchise how how will they be viewed uh how will the crew of the enterprise be viewed i mean we see we see Will Riker go into the holodeck and consult them. So he obviously has respect or is he the outlier? Like, are they largely despised for some of the things that they had to do uh, yeah. during their time out there? But it's amazing, uh, it's like what amazing, what time can do like, yeah. uh, between when Archer happens and uh, when Archer's making his decisions and when Riker's making his, it's uh, a lot of time between them and decisions that, in the moment seemed like the right thing to do that sometimes time isn't on your side and when you look back on it and you're like oh i i benefited a lot from that person's horrible decision but it was a horrible decision <laughs> right yeah <laughs> well today we would never do that today it's not a not a good decision to make <laughs> yeah gosh yeah you're absolutely right well uh do you have any final thoughts any final thoughts about this episode or the two-parter uh, any final thoughts about the series as a whole? Any thoughts about the franchise as a whole? Any thoughts about your first podcasting experience? Oh, you've done great, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been nervous the whole time. She's oh, no, no. You're, you're, you're doing great, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, like overall, very positive towards the series. Like, I think it was 
done well enough. It could have been better. Uh, it had a great concept. The last season is definitely where it gets disappointing, but because you could tell that like they probably got the word that they were going to get canceled, so they were trying to ram as much as they could into it to try to finish up the story in a satisfying way. And then they do the cop out with the finale, which I'm not going to spoil, but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, in general, I liked the series. There's, I don't think there's a Star Trek series. I don't like that includes discovery. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Discovery is not my favorite, but I don't hate it. Um, Honestly, that's probably the kindest way anybody has ever said that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a good, it's a good series. Like it's a lot darker than I would like for a Star Trek series. But if you, if you try to just take it as it is for what it is, it's a good show. There's some good storytelling going on there. I haven't finished season four yet, um, but I'm, watched the first couple episodes and it, it's kind of exciting when they're taking it. I, I need to finish it off so I can see how, how it ends for this yeah. season. But, um, yeah. But the final thoughts, I guess, as far as the franchise as a whole, if you're new to the series, watch it all so that you can get the Voyager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Voyager yeah, the plus one. Captain Janeway will be your next waifu. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, you know, you bring you bring up an interesting point. I saw on Twitter the other day, uh, you know, somebody was asking the question of where's the best place to start watching Star Trek. Do you think it's kind of like Doctor Who and that basically the beginning of a new series is always a good jumping on point? Or do you think you have to watch something, uh, you know, have to watch it in any one particular order? You can really start anywhere and enjoy any Star Trek series that you jump into. However, I would say for optimal viewing experience, you should start with TNG simply because that's where they really start caring about the world building for the series. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. Cause the first episode of Voyager is going to fall on deaf ears. If you don't know about, the warp limitations from TNG mm-hmm. or the Maquis from DS9 or uh, any, uh, I'm failing for other examples, but those are the two biggest ones. The first episode of Voyager is going to make very little sense to you if you don't know about the Maquis or right. the warp drive damaging subspace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Well, uh, next week we will begin examining one particular fan's Star Trek inspired first efforts, uh, subsequent work within the the franchise and the development of their current successful sci-fi series. This individual, while not a comedian, has definitely helped shape the comedic landscape. And I'm really excited for the discussions we'll have about the life and work of Mr. Seth MacFarlane, who, uh, uh, and who better to discuss these things with than our very dear friend, Trekker and podcaster from Cosmic Crit and the More You Nerd podcast. We'll be joined next week by Mr. Drew Burris for our next Cast as Crew group of episodes in our coverage of Enterprise Season 3, Episode 20, The Forgotten, and Episode 21, E Squared, and a little extra homework for all of you out there. 
Seth MacFarlane's Star Trek fan film, the one he made when he was just a wee lad, <laughs> uh, which is available for free on YouTube. Uh, the Forgotten and E-Squared, of course, are available exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Captain Dan, yep. tell everybody more good things about your pins and how they're made, what brought this all to be, and where can they go and support you? Uh it's just like, like I said, beginning a little passion project of mine. I've always been kind of an artistic person and a, a bit uh, enterprising. Uh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I wanted to have a little business of my own and my pins allow me to have a uh, outlet for my creativity and making fan made uh, fan art is honestly very fulfilling even though i'm still relatively small i haven't even come close to making a profit off of my business is very it much a wild man it labor of love right now but yeah, yeah uh recently i did a kickstarter for to finish off my lower decks inspired series and that went pretty well i just got those pins a couple days ago actually and i'm grading them right now to get all the good ones to send them off to my backers but everyone that one includes Tendi and everyone's very excited for her <laughs> as, <laughs> nice. a, as a, my, I love Tendi. So oh, she's so great. I, yeah. But yeah. Um, where you can find my pins, I sell exclusively on Etsy at uh, captaindanpins.etsy.com. Um, as much as I don't like selling on Etsy, <laughs> because if, um, <laughs> uh, uh, if you follow my Instagram, you know that I participated in the Etsy strike because they decided to, raise the rates that they take from artists um even after their record smashing year like if you look at their profits it literally has a little bit of a flat line and it skyrockets to like 10 <laughs> times what it was yeah when 2020 started it's a little ridiculous but wow. uh but yep etsy <laughs> is where you can get them <laughs> nice and i am at mr todd a davis on all of the socials from all of us at the computer resume podcast thank you so much for listening and i'll see you in 10 forward Like, rate, review, and share on all your favorite platforms. Feel free to send us your subspace transmissions to computerresumepodcasts at gmail.com or at Computer Resume on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The Computer Resume podcast was created and produced by Mr. Todd A. Davis. Our logo was designed by Will Martin and Justin Bishop. The opening theme was produced by Justin Bishop, and our outro music was provided with permission by Dronode. Additional music was provided by Mr. Todd A. Davis and Gary Horn, and the voice of Computer Resume Podcast and executive producer, me, Kat Davis. Hashtag LLAP. We'll see you next time. Going through a Star Trek. We're doing Star Trek stuff in space.
we probably got some phasers and shuttle pods if we're gonna find a brand new race how's that for a slice of fried gold that's it man that's the show <laughs> oh shoot i probably should have mentioned my instagram but <laughs> right, go ahead and mention it now and i'll just i'll edit it in okay uh, and of course, you can also find me on Instagram at Captain Dan Pins. And I'm also starting a TikTok, which I'm starting uh, to gain a little bit of traction on. It's also at Captain Dan Pins. Going to be posting some cool stuff on there, as well as uh, going to be starting a new series I'm calling uh, 10 Forward Tuesdays, where we're going to be going through the official Star Trek cocktail book and making all the cocktails inside it <laughs> oh i actually just got that book like a few weeks ago i just added it to my collection and uh i'm excited for that uh i'll have to check that out for sure mm-hmm. okay i'll uh, i'll edit that in oh man this is great man you did really well congratulations on your first oh, podcast you. experience i hope i hope uh you'll come back or uh seek out seek out some other uh seek out some other podcasts man because um it, you know, like I said, it's a it's a fairly open community, and uh, the podcasters, uh, you know, if you keep your ear to the to the ground, uh, the ground being, you know, social media. Uh, every now and then, they're just like, "Hey, we're looking for guests, you know, to come on the show." Um, most I, I've done enough um, cross promotion type things with other podcasts to know most of the time, all you have to do is ask. <laughs> Those, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, yes, I, I need somebody to be on my show. Thank you for giving me an option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of, you know, we we hope to, uh, you know, we we obviously hope to bring you some business and, you know, and we're excited that maybe some of your folks will will find us a podcast they can uh, easily access and uh, and follow along with, man. And this- I love the community. Like, uh, I got a whole bunch of followers from one person. Her name is... Um, uh, do you follow Deep Space Leftist on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. She did a giveaway and included me as one of the pins she was giving away. And I got like 100 followers from her little thing. And I was just like, okay. So I, I gave her a very special discount code that only she's allowed to use at my shop. It get, gets her like a good amount off. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's great. And I mean, most of the podcasters know, I mean, it's such uh, the podcasting, much like I imagine, you know, pins and crafting of any kind. It's a, it's a very DIY, like, hey, I'm just learning. I'm just here to make this thing and have fun. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of exchange of ideas and exchange of techniques and things like that. So uh, my experience, you know, with dealing with the community, because I mean, I've liked Star Trek since I was a kid, you know, it was only, you know, much like a lot of other people, you know, it took the, it took a pandemic for me to pull the trigger on a, on a show. Um, But yeah, I, uh, I've had an absolute blast with it. And um, I I think I've only ever encountered one person who was of a a smaller smaller in characteristic uh characteristics we'll say uh they were they were they were a butt they were a butt dan (laughs) but yeah it's it is a great it's a great community and i I do enjoy interacting with you know other like-minded nerds uh yeah that's my people uh so yeah i think you know if you're looking to grow your business a little bit um i think 
it's it'd be it'd probably be worth your while to reach out to a couple of uh to a couple of other podcasts or if you want me to send you a short list i can i can rattle off a few that would uh, uh almost certainly uh, have you on to you know promote your stuff and and do whatever so well that'd be great i'd appreciate that uh, yeah, man. thanks again for having me on and being my uh first uh podcast experience it was nerve-wracking but a lot of fun <laughs> good good i'm so glad man and seriously uh you know if you you know in your continued watching of the franchise if you stumble across uh an episode you want to talk about just shoot me a message man we'll see if we can't get that on the calendar and and we'll make it happen all right well all it's right. good nice to meet you uh and thank you so much and i'll let you know when the episode's about to drop it's probably going to be about a month okay. uh, before it'll see the light of day but uh, I'll let you know, and that way you can share it through through your channels and, and all that good stuff, and and we'll see what happens, man. <laughs> oh well, thanks again for having me. You have a good night. Thanks, you too. Take care, man. Take care. Live long and prosper. <laughs> hey, same. Take care, bud. <laughs>